0: Welcome to the Steve Reeve podcast with the best moments from the past week and
1: a few things that didn't make it air. Tuesday, You might have heard a little bit about it, seen on a flashing by article in some web page. You run, oh, okay, cool. But the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is getting a rename. Uh, in fact, I think it's already in effect, and it is a reality that we're all going to have to face and one that really has zero, like, net-zero effect on our lives. Uh, But it's a shame, because I am a child, uh, that the Wienermobile is now the Frankmobile. Yeah, that is the change that they have actually enacted. And, uh, until the stunt runs its course, and they switch back to the Wienermobile for another round of headlines, of course. That's my suspicion. But honestly, the Oscar Mayer rename is an Oscar Mayer-Mandela effect waiting to happen. You know, in fact, in fact, let me ask you this. Do you remember it being spelled M-E-Y-E-R? Or M-A-Y-E-R? There was a whole song about it! Let me know what you remember from when you were a kid, and does it match up to the reality? Cause I don't know if it does! Foo Fighters, of course, gearing up for big album release, and one that uh, is getting a lot of attention due to it being the first since the loss of Taylor Hawkins out in early June, but they just had a big live stream event over the long weekend, and uh, thanking people for joining them. They issued some new music out to the world, and also they say that if you missed it, it's going to be on Veeps available to uh, watch to stream for 72 hours on demand, but then it's gone. They're also announcing that they're going to be uh, having a new drummer at least joining, Josh Freese, who has worked with Nine Inch Nails, Paramore, Devo, Guns N' Roses, uh, and a whole bunch of different artists. Uh, He's a session touring guitar, uh, sorry, drummer, who will be joining them at least for this tour, if not more on a permanent basis. More to come. Kurt Cobain's Smashed Guitar on auction and selling for nearly $600,000. It was signed and used when they were recording the album Nevermind, and was absolutely demolished, a Black Fender Stratocaster, and uh, then now up for auction through Julian's Auctions, making more money than I will ever see in my life. Uh, You know, hopefully not. Uh, KISS cancelling the opening show of their 2023 UK tour as well, the absolute last tour that we're going to see from KISS. Until more gets announced, maybe. But the very first show in the UK getting canceled is not getting things off to a good start. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast oh, yeah. from 100.5 Cruise FM. I can't hit that note for very long after all the smoke that has been in the air for the last couple of days. Now, um, you, the, the times I did get outside over the weekend uh, didn't stay outside for too long. But even in those brief periods, uh, you just you just uh, you feel it like coating coating the inside of your body after a little bit. Uh, no fun. So I was just thinking, what, have we tried everything, right? We're getting a little rain today. That's going to help. That's absolutely going to clear up the air a little bit. But, uh, you know, this is not going to clear until the source of these uh, smoke uh, you know, uh, molecules coming all throughout the province. Uh, satellite imagery of it on Friday and everything going all over the Internet. Like, it's just a lot. So until it's gone, it's not going to be gone. But, you know, I don't know if we have exhausted every uh, avenue, every possibility, because maybe, just maybe, we all flap our tea towels, you know, at the smoke at the same time, a crosswood buffalo, you think it would help, right? Works for the smoke detector when I use wax paper instead of parchment paper in the oven. I'm just saying. There's a difference? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a difference. I keep seeing this. I've seen this at least five times today. Clearly a, a shared circulating headline going on. Would you trust an AI lawnmower? Absolutely. Yes, I would. Of course I would. Uh, okay, maybe not right away. Maybe not version one, right? They're going to have to field test that sucker a little bit, pun intended, and work the kinks out, obviously. But, but in terms of AI as a, a boogeyman, as a scary thing, this is exactly the type of thing we need AI for, actually. Not writing long form stories and novels, not crafting movies, copying the voices of musicians and politicians, not replacing the work we want to be doing, but Cutting the grass when you don't have time? Getting the Roomba to keep the grid out from under your feet? With AI to make sure it avoids the occasional fresh cat turd that doesn't quite make it in the litter box? Yeah, give me all the AI for my chores. That, by the way, is a nightmare scenario. You do not want that to happen. Wednesday. We get bugs to bug us all over again. And in fact, if you've been hearing the news, uh, there's an increased number of spiders around Alberta for this year's springtime because we did kind of have a mild spring, uh, winter that led into spring. And uh, for those who are not so thrilled with spiders being around, just know uh, they're harmless around here, but they're kind of plentiful through the province, which brings me to this. Now, I've played this before for years now on the radio and it's been evergreen much like the trees that surround us in the boreal forest covered in spiders by the way but it's a parody of those old hinterland who's who videos you used to see all over the TV and in school but done the Steve Reeve way.
0: The insects of northern Alberta in the springtime are numerous and of a wide variety. Take the giant water bug, coming in at roughly the size of a small person's hand. It finds its home in the nightmare center of the psyche almost instantly. Soon it will be time for the white-spotted sawyer, commonly referred to as the tarsan beetle or the oh god, oh god, get it off me, why won't this f***ing thing get off me, to take its turn terrorizing people in parking lots everywhere. As the ants begin a new season of colonizing your yard, you may have noticed the ungodly hybrid of ants with wings flying directly towards you, I swear, like it's on purpose, man. The little larvae of butterflies and giant moths hang near invisible like ninjas on sticky string from the branches of every single tree you walk under, and thousands of species of spider lay in wait to scare your pants literally off. They spread out densely, at approximately one spider every square foot, or about three billion spiders to every one person avoiding them. For a more complete story on every tiny insect that wants to kill you in northern Alberta, contact the Canadian Wildlife Service in Ottawa. No
1: love for the playing of John Frusciante from Justin Hawkins of the Darkness, apparently. Yeah, he was coming after the Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist while on his podcast, which is titled How Not to Write a Song. (laughs) And so, I mean, it's in within context there. It's kind of a critique of music uh, genre of series. Uh, and this is one where he had guest Pat Finnerty, who was on a YouTube series, What Makes This Song Stink even further, um, and they were discussing Frishanti and his guitar playing, uh, specifically Justin Hawkins said My issue with Red Hot Chili Peppers is that I get nothing from John Frishanti's guitar playing I feel like if we can call Mark Knopfler an underrated player I would describe John Frishanti as an overrated player. Well, shots fired, we'll see if anything fires back, I kinda doubt it and speaking of infighting Liam Gallagher and Noel are back at it in the news again, apparently Liam calling Noel a coward over the Oasis reunion that has not been been confirmed as of this point in time, um, and also claiming that his brother Noel hates Oasis fans. Yeah, just fantastic. It's so fun, decades later, to still be hearing about these two brothers fighting, alright? Let me just listen to Champagne Supernova and not hear about the fighting until you guys are actually ready to get back together again. Uh, this is uh, not a great idea to me, I don't know, I, I've just been noticing, not in person, on the internet, people talking about a, what seems to be a trend with parenting uh parenting i guess i should put the right emphasis on the right level uh but uh pooping in public the kids not the parents <laughs> let me be clear about that yeah uh it's uh, interesting interesting prospect kids pooping outside specifically and i immediately read that and went no 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 and then i'm dug a little tiny bit deeper and i'm like oh you mean like in portable potties like in devices that you can bring so that when a kid has to go you're not stuck in a terrible situation. Kids gotta go. Kids gotta go. And sometimes, admittedly, public restrooms are terrible and not a place you want to bring your children. Sometimes. Not always. But sometimes. Um, I was picturing when first reading about this parenting trend. Kids pooping outside. Is this acceptable? That I was thinking of, like, some neighbor's kid rocking up to your front lawn and popping a squat. I, I draw a line at that in particular being acceptable, right? I'm I'm not a fan of that. Also... While we're at it, pick up after your dog if they poop on the lawn. It's just a common courtesy, right? Nope. Gotta say, not a big fan of the idea of communal poopings reminds me of one of the more awkward scenes from Rick and Morty, actually.
0: Poop with me, Tony. Poop with me. What are you waiting for? Aren't you gonna join us, Tony? Aren't you gonna join us in the poopin'?
1: (laughs) No thanks. Thursday. As you do this time of year, uh, some people get to a little earlier, some a little later. But we were ruthlessly gutting and purging uh, at our place yesterday, the Doom Room. You know what I mean? Some people have that, the Doom Room of let's worry about this later and also uh, cat litter. <laughs> but I, you know, I have a little bit of pack rat in me, admittedly, it is just the reality. I like to keep some things for sentimental reasons, but you know, you have to have a limit. Right? You have to have a limit. I would watch any of those shows that featured a hoarder back in the day and would just just be mortified. I cannot live like that. That's horrifying to me. And if you're struggling with that, that is such a rough thing. I can't even imagine. So hopefully you've got some support, some help, right? But my significant other is very much a but what if it's really useful later kind of person. <laughs> so we were finding the most random, non-useful stuff gone now. Feels so good. So good. I think for everyone, there should just be you a know, day off work, a purge day once a year. For And I don't mean like all crime is legal. I mean like a purge day. Maybe two. Tom Waits is in the news, apparently writing again. His or, uh, his manager, rather, has said that after uh, being distracted by the movie world for a while, it looks like he has made a return to writing. Is that music? Is that poetry? Is that kind of both? Time will tell. There's a lot of people hoping that he will tour again as just an incredible talent. And speaking of... Unbelievable talents. We, of course, lost Tina Turner yesterday. The news came out that she passed away after uh, living in her, her home peacefully in Switzerland, dying at the age of 83. An interesting article that has come to light now, and it wasn't even a a, a long interview, one from long ago, rather, six weeks ago, talking to The Guardian. There was a Q&A column, and she explained how she wants to be remembered as rock and roll royalty. She says, as the queen of rock and roll, and as a woman who showed other women that it's okay to strive for success on their own terms... Too many times she had people try and make decisions for her. The assumption that she needed that was a big mistake. She also admitted that she had a huge crush on Mick Jagger and loved touring with the Rolling Stones. I love it. But don't love that she has passed away, and we will give tribute to her this morning. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Sad news, rocking the music world yesterday, not just rock and roll, but like, I think all genres had a moment, uh, in reeling to the realization that we had lost the queen of rock and roll. Tina Turner passed away. Thankfully, uh, you know, in, in a horrible situation, something that is uh, definitely just, Tragic, no matter what, no matter how you slice it, also just happens to be a part of life. And at least she was able to pass away peacefully in her home. Uh, she had been living in Switzerland for quite some time, uh, leaving America, I believe, in the late 90s, if not early 2000s. She also finished up with uh, her touring and did a farewell tour May 5th, 2009, at the Sheffield Arena, it was the very last uh, concert that she put on. And uh, there are so many musicians that are uh, putting out statements of love, of appreciation for the icon that was Tina Turner, breaking down barriers, coming from a a violent relationship and being able to be inducted into the Hall of Fame again after that. So she was inducted with Ike uh, Turner way back in the day, and then in the 2000s, I think 2021, uh, she was actually inducted as a solo act, rightfully, making things right, I think, in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But very sad to hear of her passing. She had such an influence, showed so many people that you can just do What you want to do and have people love it. Although it was a hard situation. People didn't really know what to do with Tina Turner at some point, if you can believe it. Uh, A lot of, of course, interviews, articles have been dug up over the last couple of uh, hours. And this one from 1985. Anne Romer is the interviewer asking Tina Turner about her rise to uh, success, despite the hiccups. And Tina having some very interesting answers.
0: They didn't know where to put me. They all said to Roger, she's great, we all know that, but... What can we do with her? So I did not really get involved with people saying, uh, oh, shush, maybe Roger did and he didn't tell me. But
1: I just sort of felt like I was this entity that no one knew where to put me. And then finally someone said, well, I'll take her and find out where she goes. Tina Turner was 83 years old. Cruz remembers Tina Turner. I feel like I am taking crazy pills, okay? I just read about this. Apparently, uh, there's uh, uh, talk about a new Terminator movie. Oh, I know that gets you excited, right? Okay, but before you get excited, long way off, because all that I know is that James Cameron has been lightly talking about the franchise, and a clip has surfaced from the Dell Tech World Conference a couple months ago, interestingly enough, and there, when asked about the franchise and about writing, he says he is looking at writing a new script, but there's nothing that's green lit or anything like that. There's nothing really in the works other than he's thinking about it at this stage. But he does say that he's watching to see how AI shakes out before writing it, as the script will focus heavily on AI. I feel, I feel like I'm missing something, because all of those movies are about AI, aren't they? I mean, isn't that exactly what Skynet is? The system goes online on August 4th, 1997. Human decisions are removed from strategic defense. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, August 29th. In a panic, they try to pull the plug. Come on. The basis is there. Skynet was already an AI! I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. The classic space opera with a little bit of buccaneering going in there. Of course, Star Wars. There we go. That feels better. Forty-six years to the day, by the way, since the very first Star Wars movie premiered. That's how old you are.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Back on May twenty-fifth, nineteen seventy-seven, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope was on the big screen for an audience for the very first time. Or, you know, just Star Wars, as the original opening title read. And as I recall, there was none of the uh, yellow scrolling uh, text, or uh, uh, you know, there came an icon of the franchise. Not at first, not just one movie, kind of a one-off, even if there was more written. But episode four and everything came after the initial success. And for better or worse, all of the other titles that followed. Friday. <laughs> I, I'm a child. I'm laughing about this this morning. It's so, so stupid. Did you know that Uranus has a huge vortex in the middle of it. The uh, <clears throat> gas giant uh, is practically mooning us, apparently. Uh, scientists have now observed and confirmed a vortex is now spinning around the north pole of that planet. But of course, it is the uh, one planet in our solar system that spins on its side compared to the others. So we're just getting a great view of the center of Uranus. <laughs> Come on! It just writes itself, doesn't it? I mean, really, all of the planets that have atmospheres, at least, they do have a polar vortex. Uh, we have one right here on Earth that makes it kind of chilly sometimes, in fact. But uh, being able to observe it on Uranus uh, completely uh, proves that it's just not just a weird blue gaseous giant speck in the sky that doesn't do a whole lot of nothing. Uh, we're actually starting to see some stuff, which amazes me because I thought that we knew everything about planets when I was a kid. But then again, Pluto was one as well. Let me ask you, uh, what new thing have you had to learn about to connect with your kid? Because they're just losing their mind over it, right? Besides Minecraft. I think that's pretty universal. A lot of parents have had to deal with that. So that's just blocks? What do you do? Well, you mine in your craft. Um, what is it? The intricate plot details and interwoven tapestry of developing characters in a cartoon? You know, how about learning the names of different construction vehicles for your kid who's now obsessed with them? Have you had to learn nautical terms even though you're nowhere near the ocean. I mean, I want to know what have you had to pick up because your kid has got it picked up hard. Uh, it reminds me of a great sequence uh, in a Patton Oswalt comedy special talking for clapping where he talks about, you know, his thing with Star Wars growing up, he tried to push that onto his daughter and she wasn't interested. And so she's got her own worlds to, you know, in, absorb to get involved in and he doesn't have time for any of that, right? All the ponies in Ponyville have cutie marks that show like what their thing is but they don't have their they don't have their symbols yet so who who knows what it's gonna be right although i just saw the episode where they got theirs i don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it yet but they figured out what their cutie mark is it's really cool so but look that's my daughter's thing i don't know that's you know whatever Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Music news headlines time, and of course, Tina Turner passed away this week, and a lot of outpouring of love from both fans and contemporaries has been uh, all over the internet. Cher has joined the conversation, saying that she was visiting with uh, with Tina Turner uh, not too long before she passed away. Basically, saying that she decided that she's got to start visiting because she need to put in time for the friendship, so that she knows that she hasn't been forgotten. And And uh, when she visited, she was already dealing with the sickness that ultimately claimed her life after she lost the battle. But saying things like, I can't spend too much time, and then five hours later, both still together laughing like crazy, Cher added, she was having a good time in spite of the fact that she was really sick and not wanting people to know about it. But she had a dialysis machine in her house, so that's how she was doing it. One of the greatest artists in our generation, and as a woman, she gave you lots of strength and encouraged many, many young people. Um, perfect friends for each other, Cher said truthfully, and I'm glad that they rekindled uh, while there was time. Angela Bassett, another contemporary, and in fact, I'd say somebody who looked up to Tina in a, in a great way, shared the last words that Tina Turner ever said to her. You didn't mimic me. Instead, you reached deep into your soul, found your inner Tina, and showed her to the world. Angela Bassett saying, I shall hold these words close to my heart for the rest of my days. Honored to have known, Tina Turner. Uh, You know, I'm pretty tempted right now, and I don't want to become one of those buy and sell people that I deal with so many uh, times so often and that you have too that just say, hey, is this available? Uh, I'm interested. Oh, yeah, sure. You want to figure out pickup delivery? What do you want to do? Nothing. Ghosted. They're gone. They're gone. And I don't want to do that, but... I'm kind of hemming and hawing. Uh, it's, it seriously is a uh, consider buying a slushy machine from the local buy and sell kind of day for me today. <laughs> Someone on there. I'm like, oh, there's no room in the kitchen. There's no room in the kitchen. I have this fight all the time. Uh, with my significant other thinking, well, what if we got like this appliance? What if we got this appliance? Where? Where does it go? The kitchen is stacked. It's full. So, I mean, I can't play that game myself, right? Right? Although I think a slushy machine would be kind of a winner. I don't think I'd get too much pushback on that one. Still. Don't know if I can, don't know if I should. Somebody else beats me to the punch. Hey, just takes the option off my hands. Transmission over. One more Steve. New podcast episodes happen every Friday
0: or just tune into the Steve Reeves show. Weekday
1: mornings starting at 5:30 a.m.
0: on 100.5 Cruise FM.